What about 1 John 1, 9? Hi, my name's Brad. This is Free Grace Teaching. And we're talking about 1 John 1, 9. You know, that was uh, engraved in my mind in the early walk uh, as a believer. And, you know, they used to tell us, they, they used to bring this out of context, and they would tell us, you know, you had to ask God for forgiveness when you sin. And, and when you do, then you will be forgiven. Well, I thought that at the moment of our conversion that Jesus, you know, my understanding was that all I needed to do was believe that Jesus took my sins and also believe that he rose from the dead to make me right with God. Now, <clears throat> I believed in Jesus Christ at the moment of conversion, but for some reason we get off track and we get over here into air. And of course, it takes the truth to set us free. Well, I believe personally that 1 John 1, 9, John is actually speaking to an unbeliever. Um, in fact, we are convinced at Quality of Life Ministries that uh, John is speaking to an unbeliever. There's too much evidence proving the sin issue has been dealt with through the finished work of the cross once and for all. God is not dealing with sins anymore. And so I want to go through some verses to back this up. Um, Psalms 103.12, um, this is where David receives insight, revelation, revealed knowledge, um, and says this, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Okay, Adam, from Adam to eternity. Okay, and so what we're, we're getting a picture of what David is, um, what's being revealed to David. You know, when God takes um, the sins of the whole world, you know, and, and he says he has removed our, that's plural, so he's speaking our, all of us. Um, he takes all of our sins away and places them on his son, Jesus. He clears the whole deck of sins from Adam to eternity and places them on his son. And that's east to west from the beginning to the end of time. Okay, in 2 Corinthians 5, 19 says, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Now, folks, if God has, um, is, if God is not counting people's sins against them, why do we count people's sins against them? And why do we count sins against ourselves? See, God's not counting our sins against us. God was reconciling the whole world to himself. Not counting people's sins against them. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul. Um, and who sinned greater than him? No one. Um, so we all know Paul's story. Before Christ, he was persecuting Christians. And uh, so, you know, this is the very thing that the Apostle Paul is saying. So he's addressing the body of Christ in Christ at Corinth. So these are the new creatures in Christ. So this is going to apply to all of us that are in Christ. Um, 1 John 2, 2 says this, Jesus Christ gave his life to pay for our sins. But he not only paid for our sins, he also paid for the sins of the whole world. Now, <clears throat> folks, John is talking here. He's given us it really clear here. It doesn't get any more clear than this. Jesus Christ gave his life to pay for our sins. See? Our sins, all of our sins, every one of us, believers and unbelievers. Jesus said the only unpardonable sin was unbelief in him. 
Then he goes on to say, but he not only paid for our sins, but he also paid for the sins of the whole world. So God is, is taking all the world's sins and our sins and placed them on his son. <clears throat> okay, let's go to another one. John one twenty nine. John saw Jesus walking up. He says, John saw Jesus walking up towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John chapter 1, verse 29. Now, folks, if, if he took away the sins of the world, you see, that's the context. Jesus comes to take away the sins of the whole world. And so, <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1, 7, Paul addressing the church in Christ at Ephesus. These are Gentile Christians, so this is going to apply in our life as well. He says, we have been set free because of what Christ has done. Through his blood, our sins have been forgiven. We have been set free because God's grace is so rich. And so, you know, it's, it's the blood of Jesus. Um, through his blood, our sins have been forgiven. See? 1 John 4.10. Let's give you a few more. This is love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is 1 John 4.10. Uh, again, John writing to the believers, um, children of God who are in Christ, saying, we didn't love God. He loved us, and he proves his love for us by sending his son to take away all of our sins. Now, Paul, uh, or Peter, excuse me, received a revelation. Now, remember what revelation is. It's revealed knowledge from the Holy Spirit. And he writes, and he says this in Acts 10.28, verse B, the second part of that verse. That's Acts Chapter 10, verse 28. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Now, folks, any man. Not one man is unclean. We are clean because of what Jesus Christ has done. Okay, let's go to a few more. Um, and so let's go over here to uh, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 and 12. This is actually uh, the author of Hebrews um, giving us the new covenant that we actually are under and that we're living from. Remember what the new covenant is. It's Jesus Christ. He died for us so he could give his life to us, so he could live his life through us. He says this, But this is the new covenant that I will make with the people of Israel in that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And I will forgive their wickedness and will never again remember their sins. Now, folks, this is where the Lord gave this prophecy to uh, the prophet Jeremiah. And he was giving this to Israel. And, and what he was doing is he was proclaiming the truth of what was to come. And so this new covenant has come now through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, of course, originally this was given to Jeremiah. Um, again, I will repeat it. It was given by the Lord to Jeremiah, um, the prophet, to profess the truth to the Israel, to the people of, uh, of God. But now he was just giving that to them to remind them of what was to come. So we are under this new covenant, folks. This has gone in force. He says, and I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. Colossians 2.13, this is also going to apply in our lives. Um, the body of Christ, the whole body of Christ, because he's writing to Gentile Christians. 
Um, he says, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, you were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. Now, folks, if he forgave all of our sins, you see, why are we still confessing them? <clears throat> okay, to get forgiven. We were forgiven of all our sins, he says. So that's the two-sided coin of salvation. And once you're in Christ, that life that made us alive um, is always there. We're always forgiven of all of our sins. So we're forgiven, we have life in Christ, and that never goes away. It's always there. Now when we sin and bring, you know, when we go out and deliberately sin, of course that's going to, um, not going to, that's just going to, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to believe that. It's just going to cloud our perception of our forgiveness. But the forgiveness is always there. <clears throat> Again, uh, 1 John 2, 12. Um, this is where John is actually writing to children of God. Now, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God gave you the right to be called children of God too. So this is going to apply to you and me. Dear children of God, I'm writing to you because your sins have been forgiven. They have been forgiven because of what Jesus Christ has done. You see? So John is talking uh, with an unbeliever in 1 John 1, 9. And so this is a, a, a guy he's talking to that says, But I've never sinned. I'm a good person. You see? And so what he's doing is he's in complete unbelief. Now, what does Jesus say the world's sin is? John 16, verse 9. New Living Translation. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. So, 1 John 1, 9. Jesus, or John, was speaking to an unbeliever. This has been Grace.